You're it. You're it. You're it. Quitsies. Any quitsies. You're it. Quitsies. No, any quitsies. No startsies. You can't do that. Can two. Cannot. Stamped it. Can two. Double stamped it. No erases. Cannot. Triple stamped it. No erases. Touch no. blue. No. Make it no. true. No. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Lloyd. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Lloyd. Lloyd. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? This is a Manhattan bound one train. Welcome, 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 one and everyone. Have you met? Oop, starting off strong. <laughs> can never get this part right on the first try. Giggity. As you may have deduced by now, this is the Nobody's in New York podcast, a podcast about the life, times, trials, and tribulations of life in the Big Apple Baby. That's showbiz, kid. Yeah. And other ramblings. Mostly food. Food and musical theater. Welcome, welcome. So this is this is actually episode two of season two. We kept we kept saying that the other one was going to be episode ten, I believe, of season one. But no, we just started off fresh. We because we were implementing all these changes, which you've already heard if you listened to the last episode. Yeah, and pilot seasons are always like a little bit less episode number. Wise, yeah, you know, right? we're just figuring it out. We're trying it out. We're trying some stuff out. We're stretching it out. We're trying things on for size. Seeing how they fit. Seeing how things fit. Oh, God, there's so much room in the crotch. <laughs> there was a lot of room in the crotch uh, in, of the last season. So. I feel like that was a home improvement episode where um, the boys would go shopping, went clothes shopping with the mom, and she would always ask if there was room in the crotch, and she would, like, grab the front of their pants and sort of jiggle like this. Oh, I think you're right. There was a Wonder Years episode about that. Oh, maybe that's, that's what, what I'm thinking, thinking of. of. That's what I'm thinking of. Hey, that was the voice of uh, Alex Ringler, so I will start off with our introductions. I am your scruffy-faced brother, Alex Stewart. And I'm your smooth-as-a-baby's-bottom brother, Tim Stewart. And, and oh. I am neither of your brothers, Alex Ringler. <laughs> uh, our producer, Alex Ringler. Alex, how you doing, man? Doing all right. It's freaking cold in New York City today. Woke up and it was, what, six degrees. Six. Count them on two hands. Where, where are your sunblock, folks? Okay, Google. What is the temperature outside? The temperature in New York City right now is 11 degrees. Whoa, that's wow. one degree down from when you asked 30 seconds ago. I will say it takes more than two hands to count those degrees, so I'm I'm a little bit better with that than when I woke up to six. Yeah, well, and six, I, so when I left the apartment today, it was 11, but with a wind chill, it was um, four. Nope. Nope. It's so cold. I was so cold yesterday. How cold is it? <laughs> it was so cold last night that when I was walking back from the Winter Garden to the Sound Associates office, my hands were so like like through my gloves yeah, felt yeah. like I was getting frostbite. I was at a I, I was gonna bring this up anyway. I was in Union Square last night, or as I like to call it, the Union Square area. And <laughs> it was 
Because it's the area around Union Square. I like I like the Washington Square area as well. Yeah, that's a good. I, I like that. Square I really area. do like Union Square area. Yeah. How about we get to my story though? So there are two Starbucks in the Union Square area. Neither of which, by the way, have fucking outlets. So if you're ever in Union Square, need your plug your need to plug your phone you in. To go buy to the Whole full Foods. Full price Starbucks stuff. Well, even if you because they don't have an outlet. Yeah, oh, shut up. <laughs> No, go to the Whole Foods. There's one outlet up in the eating area that works. One. Anyway, I was there last night because I had to pee and I had to charge my phone. And there were there were a group of uh, four girls. And I use the word girls because they were. They were like probably maybe in high school. Two of them were wearing. So last night it was 15 degrees. In the Starbucks, these girls had these capris on. Capris, capris, like what is it? Nineteen ninety nine. Well, they were like I guess they were they were like the capri they were like the jean jeans that go only like halfway down your calf. Oh, like high waters. Were they tight? Yeah. Then that, that I would I would define that as a capri. Was yeah. it like a legging? No, they were like jeans. They were denim. Oh, all right. So they had those on and uh, little like halter tops and tank tops and keds. They were like freezing cold. They're they were red. And then they were with two other friends who had. Huge jackets on. They were like, you know, dressed like you would be when it's fucking 15 degrees outside. Were they speaking a foreign language at all? Or No, yeah. no. I did try eavesdropping, um, but I stopped, uh, A, because that's really a stupid way to spend your time, and B, I thought it probably wasn't a good look for me to be standing closely and listening in on a group of high school girls talking. With in. a backwards head and a scrubby face. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Disheveled looking for a place to plug in something. Right. Not, not the best. <laughs> I get older, they stay the same. I couldn't believe it. I saw a parent at School of Rock closing day yesterday who was wearing flip-flops, oh. let alone that it was a Broadway house. Yeah, that's it. It was also, what, 15 degrees last night? Yeah. 20, 20 degrees? At 10, it was like, it was 15. Yeah. It's far too cold. What? And what are you wearing flip-flops at a Broadway show for? What are you wearing flip-flops in New York for? Yeah. These yeah. streets yeah. are gross. Yeah. I, like, sometimes I wear them during the summer, and I, I'm like, I know I'm picking up some sort of sickness on my foot right now. Not a good idea. Gross. Um, let's, foot sickness. So I want to start every episode off with a little something to set us in. I have this uh, stack of cards of 500 amazing, quote-unquote, amazing pickup lines that uh, my mom's boyfriend gave me, and I literally don't know when else I would use this um, than right now. So I thought that I would send us off into the episode each day by giving us one of these. One out of 500 amazing pickup lines. This is number 495. Why wouldn't you start with 500 and work your way to number one? Because I don't know where it is. 499. Oh, okay, okay. Here's number 500. We'll work our way down. Number 500 is, are you the girl from my future? That's it. Yeah, that's it? Yeah, that's it. That is one of the 500 amazing pickup yeah, lines. See why it ranked as 500, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Solid. All right. That is sure to get you some action. Try to use that in a conversation this week. Uh, how's your week been, Tim? Cold. Yeah. It's been real cold and busy. I've worked a lot this week. Yeah, pretty crazy week. We always we... say that. That's getting boring. We did a lot today. Mm-hmm. Did lots of laundry. Ooh, I finally ordered a bed. I have placed probably five different Amazon orders in the last two days. <laughs> I I sub- started subscribing to Amazon Prime a few months ago, and it is it is so worth it. If you're not subscribing to Amazon Prime, you need to do it. If you're paying $10 for something else... Like th- this, this is—I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just Cancel totally the worth Birchbox, it. get the Amazon Prime. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, Unless you'd like to sponsor us, Birchbox, in which case we will recommend that you do that over Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless Amazon wants to sponsor us too, and then we will figure out a way to budget for both of those things. No, we'll have them just have a battle with each other. <laughs> An all-out battle. Birchbox versus Amazon. Oh my gosh, speaking of battles, uh, I saw a meme last night that I really want to read. I really wanted to share this on the show. I sent it to Tim. Well, I'll read you the one that I have. Okay. Sometimes whenever I eat M&Ms, I like to hold two M&Ms in between my fingers and squeeze as hard as I can until one M&M cracks. I eat the cracked one and then the other that didn't crack becomes the champion. Then I grab another M&M and force it to compete with the champion in this deadly game of M&M gladiators. I do this until I run out of M&Ms, and when there is only one M&M left standing, I send a letter to the M&Ms brand with the champion M&M in it, with a note attached that reads, Please use this M&M for breeding purposes. <laughs> That's quite funny. <laughs> That's the dumbest shit. I love that. I know. That's like those peep, uh, those peep jousting. Have you ever done the jousting peeps? Where you take no. two peeps and you stick a toothpick in each one in the front and then you put them in the microwave and as they get bigger, one will eventually like lean over and pop the other with its <laughs> toothpick. I think that's something for our Easter special. Yeah. I think we have it. Yeah, I think we have something to look forward to in the spring now. I can't remember who taught me about that. That's hilarious. That funny. Uh, so like I said, well, welcome to the show. Um, we have an exciting episode today. We've got a new segment that we're going to be introducing that I will not... I don't want to talk about it yet, but I'm super stoked about it. I think it's going to be really fun. Uh, we have an interview with our good friend Jackie Vanderbeck, who is so lovely and so talented. She's going to be talking to us about an amazing company she has called Sing for Your Seniors, which Tim and I just participated in. As well as offer some um, notes that she has jotted down from her listening through the adventures of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, that was a really fun interview. I really liked having her over. And then, of course, we have... New York is a great big pile of stink this week. Let's talk about Broadway. We have some more Lin-Manuel Miranda news. Uh, we have some casting news. And I've got an Instagram account that I think everybody needs to follow, especially our thespian friends. Nobody asked me how my week was. How's your week? My week's been good. Uh, it's been, like you said, pretty busy. Uh, just been trying to get my butt into some classes in these past few days, trying to Trying to stay warm, ate like a pig over vacation, so I've been hopping back onto that that vegan train, kind of. Although tonight I'm definitely ordering Taco Bell. Um, let's move on, shall we? Yes, let's shall. You know, I actually had another thing that happened to me yesterday. So I was in in Starbucks. I, I was waiting in line um, because I, you know, I, I have a weird thing. Like I don't like going into the to restaurants or places like that if i like somewhere like starbucks and using the bathroom unless i buy something tim are you you're good i'm listening it's distracted by the <laughs> tim had a very just dis- yeah <laughs> he's had a very distant look in his eyes he was looking into the aquarium i was looking in the aquarium and i was you looked like you were contemplating every choice you've ever made in your entire life i was thinking up about now. how many words you were going to stutter on in this story oh that's Ooh. nice that's a real nice thing for you to say to me in front of everybody <laughs> uh so this guy speaking of not speaking well this guy, I'm standing in line waiting for somebody to take my order, and this guy who's friends with one of the other workers, who's friends with one of the workers at Starbucks, what? what? <laughs> Fuck you! I can't, I can't talk now. You couldn't talk before. <laughs> Fuck you! This guy walks in front of me. To... <laughs> I hope that that soda goes through your. 
<laughs> nostrils and burns the hell out of oh, your nose. <laughs> if you guys listen carefully, got a live one here. Wish I want them to hear him getting what what fur. <laughs> oh, that hurt. Good. Anyway, this guy, this guy does a. You were saying this guy does a cutsies in front of me. He fucking did a cutsies. Mm. He cut in front of me, That's and then rude. and they took his his order, and then the woman at the register after he was done ordering looks at me and goes, "Did you want to order?" And I went like this. I went, "Well, I'm in line." Yeah. No, you you told me. Yeah. Nice, Alex. And yeah, but I got I got more. Let me tell you what happened next. Can I tell you what happened next? I wish you would. He turns to me and he goes, well, I, said, I, I told you to go before me. He said that. Did he, said, he tell I t- you to go before him? No. At least if he did, I didn't hear him. What so was your reaction? Did you go, when? I'll tell you my reaction. Take me back. Take me back. I said, then you should articulate loudly and clearly. You and he not. just gave me a, don't bother me with facts shrug and walked away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I said that. Yeah. And then I looked around and I said, who else? Who else wants to feel the wrath? Wow. And nobody did. I, nobody did. I don't want to feel your anything. You that, <laughs> as combative did. as that last part sounds, I, I, I like it. I didn't think it was that combative of me. Then speak loud. To lo- say, then articulate who loudly. else? Who else wants the wrath? Oh, that was me right now. That oh, was me gotcha, right gotcha, now. I wasn't gotcha, in character. Gotcha. Did you tell him no cuts, no butts, no coconuts? Before he ordered? Gosh, Tim, I really didn't think I would have to. Well, that because is what you do when someone cutsies you. It's fucking 2018, and I didn't think that I was going to have to. It's 2019. It's 2016, <laughs> and I didn't think no, I was No, somehow we've to. gone further back. I got that from the usual rejects. I have to... All right. What was you the know what I love to say to people? Hey, it's the 90s. Yeah. As if that excuses it somehow. I really liked that um, in Bridesmaids when I first heard it. Not- Does somebody do that in Bridesmaids? Yeah. Oh, when she's drunk on the plane. This should be open because it's civil rights. This is the 90s. <laughs> I, I appreciated that. Got it. Okay, so where I get my reference from is in um, Mrs. Doubtfire when he is trying to cover for the lipstick he has on when he sits back down at the table with his boss in the mm-hmm. restaurant mix-up scene. And he says he runs into an old girlfriend at the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then his boss goes, well, does your girlfriend have a girlfriend? Like, meaning for him. And he goes, hey, it's the 90s. But ever since <laughs> I saw that when I was a kid, I thought it was so funny. I've always said it. And now that it's not the 90s anymore, I still think it's funny because it's not the 90s. Yeah. But people are always like, what? No, it's not. What the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> How come people can, on Tumblr and Twitter can be so funny, but then whenever I say, hey, it's the 90s to somebody and it's not the yeah. 90s, all of a sudden they have no sense of humor. <laughs> all of a sudden they act like they've never heard a fucking joke before. <laughs> I, I get angry when I tell people that I am trying to get back down to my birth weight, which is clearly a joke, and they go, your birth weight? And they don't get the joke. Yeah. Yeah. What is with people? There was this um, comedian, Rita Rutner, and she was talking about diets. And she's like, I'm not stopping dieting until I fit into this. And she held up a Barbie-like dress. And I was like, that's funny. It's like saying birth a joke. It's a a joke, kids. Take a joke. It's the 90s. You know what isn't a fucking joke? Cutsies. Cutsies is no joke. If you do cutsies, you're an idiot and an asshole. And he did not tell me to go first. Because you know what he should have done? If he had said, go first, and then I just stood there, he should have turned and been like, Oh, after you. Not just gone and ordered anyway. 
I think we should call this episode "Hey, It's the '90s." <laughs> I think that's a good idea. It'll be like it'll be like this cute little theme of like naming things after quotes from Mrs. Doubtfire that we have going. <laughs> <laughs> should we um, should we spout out some shoutouts? Let's spout out some shoutouts. We have n- not a tremendous amount of shoutouts this week. Not as many as last week. So um... so step it up, listeners. Yeah, come on, guys. Where are you guys at? We're trying to take this show to the next level. We're getting into season two. We can't have you guys quitting on us now. You have to keep sharing us. You have to keep telling your friends. And not just your gay ones. This is a team effort. This is a team effort. Yeah, it takes a village to get Tim and Alex and Alex's podcast famous. It's just like a show. It takes the people performing and the audience for us all to have a good time. But you know what? I'm not going to beg you either. So I'm going to tell you to do it and not say please. (laughs) People keep coming up to me and telling me that they're loving the podcast and it's news to me it's news to me it's not a bad idea for what (laughs) for say say the criteria is that you have to post on your insta story three weeks in a row you're entered into a drawing for a nobody's in new york show yeah or the person who who shares us the most this week wins a prize from the yet to be open nobody's in new york online merch store (laughs) Ten dollars or under. Ten dollars or under. Well, we, they don't get to pick. We pick. It's a button. It's a button. Okay. <laughs> it's just sharing us on Instagram. It, it really does go a long way. I'll just say an it Instagram really story post is one point. An actual on your feed post that doesn't get deleted until after the contest is three points. And if you go around and if you print up, if you and go around and hang up posters and flyers for us, ten points. You get to be on the show. We're going to be going live soon once we get our Apple TV. I'm excited about that. People can look forward to that. People actually do really like that, which is surprising to me because I don't even want to watch myself for that long. But hey. I think it'll be fun. It's the 90s. So uh, (laughs) for our shout outs this week, we have... Where are they? 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 Uh, (laughs) Number one, our producer, Alex Ringler. (laughs) Thanks, Alex. We appreciate your support. He really wants that prize. Now, the way that these shout-outs go is if you share us or if you send, if you write in about the show, that this is where I do this. So, uh, our Yeah, but to be eligible for the prize, you have to actually share it on your social media. Yeah. We will be posting full contest rules on the Nobody's in New York um, podcast. Instagram. So go and check those out. Yeah. We have Rex wrote to me. Rex from San Francisco wrote that he was listening to the episode where you tell the listeners to get up and get a glass of water. Oh, that was you who did that. Or me? Oh, okay. And and he went up and got a glass of water. Yeah, I remember that was like one of your first final thoughts. You were like, I just want to remind everybody that. (laughs) That's right. Drink a big glass of water. You changed someone's life. Yeah. Yeah, I did. You made a queen, a thirsty queen, a little less thirsty. Our friend um, Ella uh, Walker uh, wrote to us, and she sent, we talked about... She sent us a small essay, a telenovela, if you will. She did mention the horses and stuff like that. We don't need to get into that again. But she mentioned that she sent the entire uh, the show to her family. We were talking about their, their family traditions. Ah, uh, yes. Their holiday traditions. Uh, cheersing people who aren't there at the table. Um, <laughs> Not just at the table, but at the Or at the event. event. Yeah. Um, and isn't there, isn't it... It's less cheersing, more toasting. Toasting, too. yeah. Kind of like when you like force them out on the curb for your homies. Yeah, only you don't have to waste booze. Uh, I like that better then. Yeah. And then our our last uh, share is Miss Sarah Spillard from L.A. Yeah. Thanks for the shares. Shares. 
Again, a little goes a long way. <laughs> Just in time for the share show. So that's it. Yeah, thank you for those of you who shared us. Oh, Wilbur. Yeah, <laughs> you both kind of sound a little more like Wilbur than, than Cher. I mean, I'm pretty sure my Cher. What is that Wilbur thing from? That's Mr. Ed. Is it? A horse is a horse, of course, of course. Yeah. Right. Alex is older. He knows I, this. Things. Ringler is older. Excuse it me. It came out the year I was born, 1940. 19... <laughs> I was going to say 64, but... Um, black and white, that's all I know. I didn't... Yeah, I never knew what that was from. Because Mr. Ed talked, but he was just, like, moving his lips. You know how they got him to move his lips? Peanut butter? Well, see, you know Mr. Ed. Oh, I was just guessing. If I had to make a horse's mouth move. It was peanut butter, kids. Yeah, but it's funny because if you watch Wait, it now, it, it fucking... was peanut butter, kids? What did I just say about it? Yeah, but I have to be able to relate to what he just said. I was I relating to, to it. You didn't hear my comma. It was peanut butter, kids. Okay, <laughs> Alex, now you speak, like well, in a conversation. I was just going to say. I'm gonna, if I don't murder you before <laughs> this recording session is over, it will be a fucking miracle. <laughs> Oh, I can't stand you sometimes. No, I was just going to say, if you actually watch the show, it looks like the horse is licking peanut butter off of his lips. (laughs) Yeah, it looks bizarre, yeah. Okay. We're mentioning a lot of um, actors' names. I think we should get into Let's Talk About Broadway. All right. The theater, the theater. What happened to the theater? Theater nerd roll call. We have to keep doing that so we can make a t-shirt. Yeah, this is the theater. Yeah, calling all the calling all the basic bitches, calling all the theater nerds. We have an announcement. Broadway Broadway bitches, maybe? Calling all the Broadway bitches. There we go. Yeah, we workshopped that one. I like that. So we were talking about Lin-Manuel Miranda last week, and he did something. I could talk about him every week. He's doing Hamilton right now in Puerto Rico, and he called out somebody in the audience the other day because they were they were recording the show. And so what he did, I have the quote here. Okay, so you know he, the the I'm a so this is what he said. I'm gonna get a scholarship to King's College. I probably shouldn't brag, but dag, I amaze and astonish. Lady filming in the fourth row, please stop it. I got a holler just to be heard, and so on and so forth. Smooth. Oh, he did it like right in the rap. He didn't like stop the show or anything. He just like went on. He did it in the rap like that. Yeah. Amazing. How cool is that? I, th- I thought it was like a Patty Lapone moment where it's like, stop taking pictures. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Which I also appreciate. My Patty Lapone sounds kind of like Marge Simpson. Did you notice that just I now? I did. I did. Oh, Julie Neighbor. Yeah. I am not good at impressions tonight. I'm not good at impressions in gen- in, the, uh, in general. I'm not really into you guys. Uh you can you can do any impression by that one actor. I love that. I mean, I'm sure you can do more too, but his entire canon is at your disposal. I've got him and and Herbert on lock, and that's about it. Like sometimes when you gotta mostly on paper boy in the neighborhood. <laughs> that's pretty good. I got those two. We work on the others. Um, but I think that's great that Lynn does that. Like, I mean, it, it was good of him to like call it out and also not stop the show though because then you stop the show you have to pick it back up and like everybody else's experience is a little bit ruined because of this one person so it's like good good on you lynn and that's a momentum show especially you really you don't want to yeah if anybody can do that though it's lynn manuel miranda he mm-hmm. could pretty much go out there and take a dump on the stage and it would be okay really 
Mm-hmm. It's the nineties. So, School of Rock at the Winter Garden closed on Sunday, the twentieth. You were there. I was there for both of the final shows. That's where I saw the idiot in the flip flops. Mm. They had all fifty kids who have been in the show previously come on stage for the final number. Oh, that's so cool. It was very neat. It was a very fun crowd. Everybody was laughing at anything that had the cadence of a joke. Anything at all. You got some swag. I got some free swag. That was awesome. What else happened? What, did, was... you, what did you get, Tim? I got a t-shirt and I got... No, no, no. Not just a t-shirt. You need to explain to them the swag because it's not just like... It's not just a normal t-shirt. It's like a child's, like a medium t-shirt. It's a child's... Like medium or large, and I will cut it into a crop top when I have a nice stomach. Naturally. Okay. And then also, didn't you get like a vinyl, but only sides... I got a vinyl, but only sides C and D. <laughs> of the recording. Uh, and I got um, a CD of the cast... I got the cast album on CD. I had forgotten uh, that CDs even existed. With a cracked front to the case. <laughs> and I got... What else? A uh, A poster. Stay in the microphone. Oh, a poster. Well, now I'm touching it. Is this okay? It's like no, you don't have to touch it. Don't put your lips um, on it. Just, you were leaning shh, shh. You're not the producer. <laughs> um, and I got a... He's right. What's the what, souvenir program that has a poster that comes in? At? I did a catering shift with a guy once who was Bach in the uh, national... In Wicked in the national tour. Um, or maybe he was one of the covers. His girlfriend is in School of Rock. <laughs> Not anymore. And I, yeah, and I wanted to ask him. I was like, "Is that like rough for you that you're here catering at six a.m. at Nasdaq and your girlfriend is in a Broadway show?" Yeah, she was probably sleeping. Yeah, wow. it's it's quite a good show. Andrew Lloyd Webber really knows how to write a musical. When I first watched it, I was like, "I can't believe this is Andrew Lloyd Webber." But then, then I was thinking about it, and he wrote a lot of the really great rock musicals. Really, I, I think that we think about Cats all the time, and people. Like, get, like Jesus Christ Superstar, and that was like kind of a rock musical. Yeah, and even Joseph, it's poppy, but it's pretty. There's some, and then what else? Um, has some stank on it. Um, oh, Phantom of the Opera definitely has some stank. It actually kind of does. I oh. was going to make that joke, but there's the electric guitars in the Phantom of the Opera song. Oh, okay. Bam. Oh yeah, I guess you know? that's true. Yeah, it's very like Joseph. Joseph is. I really said that already. Oh, you did. Oh, uh, I was Evita about has myself. some of the the rock to it. So really, yeah. Uh, so. There's a new Olaf in Frozen, but here's the thing about it. Here's the twist. It's a woman. What? But she still has a boy's name <laughs> because her name is Ryan Redmond. Who I love, and she was one of our Wonderettes off Broadway. She ran there, I, I want to say a, a good long time, maybe like a three-month run. Does she listen to the show? She's gonna now. Good. I'm going to tell her we talked about A lot it. of people don't know this, but Ringler actually choreographed the Wonderettes that just closed um, off Broadway. The, the marvelous Wonderettes. Sorry. Yeah, not the winter ones. And not didn't the winter didn't they do a thing in the Wonderettes where when you auditioned for them, they gave you a cupcake? Yeah, no. Every EPA, um, Tom and Michael would bring cupcakes because they're like, um, EPAs are hard for everybody, so might as well just friends. leave. Yeah, leave with a cupcake. I had two friends who auditioned for the Wonderettes, and they told me they got cupcakes, and I forgot about that until this exact moment. Yeah. That's real. That's yeah, pretty, yeah. I sat in on two rounds of EPAs, and it was fun to see like their faces just light up, being like, because you know, you like you're you're standing outside, you get your number, and like you're like standing in line, and then you go and you do your job, and you think like, thank you next, and instead we're like, no, hey, have a cupcake. They're over there. We got chocolate and vanilla today. Yeah, I think that's, that's really, really lovely. I think that that is something that it would be really nice if every place could do that. Now but, is. 
is Olaf the character gendered at all, or I guess he's a snowman, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's... I so mean, she it's, still plays Olaf the snowman. They didn't make the character a woman suddenly? I guess not, but it's also a snow person, so I, I doubt there are genitalia involved. But I, I think it's cool. I would love to see that. She must be really fucking funny. She's super funny. She has a fantastic voice. I can't wait to see her do this. It's going to be amazing. Speaking of Olaf, apparently there was the other night, I think it was maybe even been last night, there was a technical hold, a 10-minute technical hold, and the guy who plays Olaf did a 10-minute stand-up set as Olaf. Oh, really? Oh, I bet they had that like ready to go, just in case. Who knows? Maybe, but yeah. it was. He's um, also just a comedian, the guy who plays oh, him. Cool. My buddy John posted it saying, like, this guy just covered a 10-minute tech hold with stand up and he's like that's professional i was like that's pretty awesome that he could just step up and be like so where's everybody from i I mean that's probably not what he did right (laughs) how about airline food (laughs) we also have uh, speaking of flying uh segue into this next one glinda in wicked uh is uh, britney johnson just went on for glinda now was that that was on broadway right yeah oh yeah, yeah and she's the first black glinda She's yeah. the first black girl to ever play Glinda, yeah. Well, she's um, not a girl, though. She's in, a woman. On Broadway, in, in, the, in any English-speaking production, I think is what it said. Are there non-English-speaking productions of Wicked? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Everywhere. wow, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have to say, the Japanese cast of Wicked um, makes up, or, I mean, I'm sure they've had several by now, but uh, whenever you watch those, like, alphabet compilation mm-hmm. videos, like I do, because I'm that gay... There's always a couple from, like, the Japan production who would just have, like, a really, like, one of those crazy high pingy belts. Yeah. Oh. By the way, um, Greg Hildreth is the current Olaf who covered for 10 minutes. So good on you, Greg. Congratulations to those two lovely ladies. Um, I, I know that you've been waiting for a shout out since we started a recording, but we just have a lot of people to acknowledge in these in these podcasts. But uh, you've actually done something worth noting. So good job. Good yeah. on you. And you're welcome. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Also, can you please come be on our show? Yeah, both of you, please. All right. Well, that was Let's Talk About Broadway. Theater Nerd Roll Call. Can I just say, it is so fucking cold outside that I just put three, we're drinking, all three of us are drinking Coke Zeros. Yeah. Party. Yeah, because we're trying to get skinty. I mean, who cares about long-term effects? I want to be skinny now. I just put three diet sodas on the windowsill because I think it'll chill them quicker than the refrigerator. I think you're right. It's 11 degrees outside. It's colder than our refrigerator is, I think. Yeah. I didn't want to put them in the freezer because... What if they exploded? What if it sounded like three gunshots right outside because they froze and then... (laughs) Then it would just sound like a typical Monday night in New York City, I guess. (laughs) What's that song? We've got to move this. Refrigerator. Close. Good guess. Uh... It's always once upon a time in New York City. From Oliver and Company? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We haven't have we done that in a while? It's always once upon a time in New York City. Okay, Google. No. <laughs> Stop it. New York is a great big pile of stink. <laughs> so, as I mentioned earlier. So I can Yeah, I can li- literally see your nipples right now. Okay, put it away. Put away, put those, put, <laughs> put those Ronies away. They're staring at me. Tim's got big nipples. <laughs> and Alex isn't afraid to say it. <laughs> I love that. It reminds me of that vine. I'm about to say it. I'm about to say it. Do you want me? Well, you the one thing is like egging him on. Yeah, I'm like, glad you broke yeah, your arm. 
<laughs> it's like this nerdy kid, and he's like uh, talking to these like hard looking kids, and he's like, uh, "You want me to say it? I'm gonna, I'm about to say it." And they're like, "Go ahead, go ahead, say it. What? Say it." I'm glad you broke your arm. <laughs> you like this vine, you guys. <laughs> me too. Where for art thou, Vine? It got closed down. No, I know. Okay, I know. <laughs> I, I tell you what, my I I think that one of the best things you can do when you're having a party is put on the TV world's greatest finds. It's or, a, just a good thing. Or, to yeah, have Vine compilations parties. is always yeah. a good thing. Um, what I will say is the only thing I'm glad about Vine dying for is that um, all those idiots aren't famous. God, it was so they were, they were almost famous. It was like yeah. <laughs> some of them transferred over to YouTube fame. So. Yeah, but I don't. That doesn't count for me because I I don't care about any of that. Yeah, wait till like, <laughs> okay. accepting best picture Oscar or something. It's gonna uh, it's gonna happen. Yeah, remember when you happen. do you remember when you could watch YouTube videos and there were no ads before the videos? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Like you you used to just type in a YouTube video. Back in my day, you used to just type in a YouTube video name and it would just play the video. We have a friend who is a YouTube. Sensation who now is on like real TV and has a book. I'm a YouTube sensation. I have over 10,000 views on one of my videos. That's true. Get it? Yeah, I'm pretty big in the YouTube industry. Oh, are you going to air out that you are crazy about balancing on our podcast? I, I've been trying to figure out how to get people who watch Crazy About Balancing to listen to the podcast, but I just can't figure it out. They're a little bit of different worlds. It's a little different. What? What? Well, they don't like funny things. No, that's not what I comedy. said. It's, it's, a ball- it's a ballet world video, and this is a this is a uh... ballet and comedy don't really mix that much. I will say, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like how dancing and acting are kind of like they're two similar disciplines but very different like approaches. Do you know what though? I will say, ballet and comedy both have in common. What's that, Tim? You don't know much about either. Shut up. By the way, weren't we talking about New York as a big, big, great big pile of yeah. shit? Yeah. So I was. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just let's that get let's get to this. So I was getting on the subway today, and I, I was actually sitting on the subway today, and I saw a man. It was when I left today. I believe it was six degrees outside, uh, and I got on the subway. I was coming from Brooklyn to here. And which is Harlem. And what were you doing there? Why were you in Brooklyn? <laughs> I have friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sitting there, and I this guy sitting across from me started like wafting in front of his face, like like he was wafting away a a bad smell, like this. No, like this. Like oh, like fanning his fanning face. his face. I'm glad yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing that because everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was fanning his face away. <laughs> And uh, then he spat on the subway car. Like, inside of the subway car. Not like, yeah. So onto the, <laughs> the floor. He spat onto the fucking floor of the subway car. So, what confuses me is what the fanning and the spit had in common. Because I think one led to the other. He Whatever he was fanning, it was like... Maybe he was Maybe trying he's... to get the smell away, but he was like, oh, no, it's actually, I'm tasting it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get this taste out of my mouth. Or maybe he was like, he smelled a fart or something that was so bad he was trying to fan it away. But you know how like right before you barf your mouth salivates a lot? <laughs> yeah, maybe he was holding back some vom. Like he was trying to like give himself some air. And he's like, I, I don't know if I can do it. Like, was it that? It could have been that. I don't Maybe. know. I, you know what? I should have asked him. Either way, he's putrid. I was so grossed out. Let's I, get him on the show. I, <laughs> I, I got up and moved into a different car. 
And then as soon as I moved on to the different subway car, the one next to us, some man, usually, you know, the people like on, on a subway car, somebody comes in and so I say, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, pardon the interruption, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And they want money. Mm-hmm. Uh, this man was probably the, it, the only time I've seen this done. He stood in front of me and stared at me and asked and gave his pitch to just me. Did he go and, down the line? And the person I was with. What? Did he go down the line? He didn't go down the line necessarily, not in order, but he did walk back and forth and pitch to two people one at a time. Now, I'm going to challenge you and you and all of the rest of you who are listening right now. Let's out crazy these people. If somebody does that to you, why don't you just go ah! right at them or something like that? What was the thing that you said the other day when we were standing outside and somebody we thought somebody was going to come up to us? Oh, you said that when you're when you're out in public. reclaiming my time, reclaiming my <laughs> just, time, just screaming, reclaiming my time, just scream it at them, just say it over and over while they're talking, reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. <laughs> I, do I, it. I understand the impetus to do that for me? Like whenever I'm on the subway, it's such like a I. I not it's not not wanting to be there, but it's such like an A to B situation that I'm like, just let me get through this. If I can just sit and get through this, then that's fine. So to like do that would cause me to use energy that I do not want to have on that subway. I will say, I ran into someone pedaling on the subway as well, and I was like listening to her because I had like my earphones in and everything. And as she left the subway car to move on to the next, I noticed she was wearing herself a pair of UGG boots, and I was like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure your shoes cost more than mine, so I'm probably not going to give you any money. So yeah, probably not. Yeah, that's a thing. That's but also, if you see somebody spit on like the subway or something, what what if you went? Are you kidding? What if you said to that person, "Really? Like what? It, what? What happened? What are they going to punch you? No. Oh, can you tell your story of the person on the train the other day that was standing in front of the other one? Oh yeah. Okay. So I was on the train on the way back from work and it was a very crowded train. Um, some things weren't running. So like the D was coming through where it doesn't usually anyway, that's all, all that to say the train was overly crowded. So we get on Shut the train up, and there's a <laughs> giggity. You're a pig. You're a pig. <laughs> so there was a woman who was standing in the doorway. And if you've been on the subway, you know, people stand there all the time. So it's crowded, so somebody gets on and stands in front of her, which is what you do. You, like, file in yes. and you scoot all the way in so people have room to get on. That's what you do if you're a good person instead of just getting in and standing in front of the door like most people do. Right. Continue. Now, the door's open on both sides, so she's on the side that's closed, so it's right. okay for her to be standing there. So somebody comes in and stands in front of her, and she goes, really? You're just going to stand in front of me like that? Which <laughs> is, like, first of all, like, the train is very crowded, so, like, yeah, yeah everybody is standing in front of somebody else. Right, right, <laughs> it's like right. a never-ending circle of people standing in front of other people. Yeah. Um, this guy was not in any way affected by what she said. He, his, his, his he didn't twinge. He, what is the word I'm looking for? Or the turn of phrase. He Flinch? couldn't be bothered. Oh, okay. By what she was saying at all. He just nonchalantly turned her and goes, I guess you should have taken an Uber. <laughs> That's the perfect response. Yeah. That is such a good response. Well, it's good to have those things kind of locked and loaded. So maybe instead of like confronting someone, just like if someone says this to me, yeah, I'm just going to turn and say this to them. That's, that's, that's good subway etiquette, I would say. How to respond to these. Mm, whoa. Uh, uh-oh. What was that? Uh-oh. You know what that means. It means you need to go check your pants. No. It means that it's time for a new segment of the show that I like to call Shadagories. 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 
The name of the game is Shadowgories. What happens is we pick a new subject each episode, and our producer Ringler asks us a question about that subject. But why is it called Shadowgories? I'm glad you asked, Tim. The reason why it's called Shadowgories is because we can buzz or flatulate. We can buzz or flat. Can... Yeah, you get the picture. <laughs> To ring in. That's how they ring in, folks. So let me everybody make sure your um, your whoopee cushions are working. All right. I think we're all good. I think they're working. And the one who gets the most points this week gets uh, first pick of the bathroom in the morning between the two of you for one week. I'll let you guys, you know, judge that because I won't be living with you. But go ahead. All righty. Here we go. What's today's category? Category is fast food. Oh, mm. good. Perfect. Fast food. All right. Fingers on your whoopee cushions. <laughs> fingers on your anuses. Or <laughs> ain't I? <laughs> is it anixes? Is it I... like matrices? Like, is it anuses? <laughs> I think it's ain't I. We may lose a lot of listeners because of this one. All right. All right. Fingers on your thought boxes. <laughs> All right. And the first question is, name as many off-menu selections from in and out as you can. I think Tim got it first, but since this is a name as many, you each get a go. So, Tim, go. Uh, animal style. Okay. Alex? I have, um, um, oh, 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 you listed, uh, I, I can't. Okay. I, I'm four by nice. four, or any number of patties by number of cheeses. And for, uh, spread. Neapolitan milkshake. Oh, there you go. There's one. Um, um ma- uh, what is it called? Uh, crispy dog, fries. Uh, dog patty. Um, uh, protein style. Boom. Oh, damn I'm waiting it. for that one. Um, grilled cheese. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> it's tied at four and four. The next oh, person to get one. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, um, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I can't think of anything. You can ask with pickles. Oh, you can get a vegan one. Oh, God with damn With the you. fries on the sandwich. All right. I think you both tied there. Well right. done. And thank you, In and Out, for, well. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that, that was not a question. <laughs> And that was that was not the fart box either. That was just Tim. <laughs> um, next question is: What burger place also sells tacos? <laughs> Gonna go with Tim again. Del Taco. No, because that would be a taco place that sells burgers. Oh. What burger place? What Jack, burger... That is Jack in the Box, that my man. That is Jack in the Crack. That's correct. Good one, good one. In your face. <laughs> in your face, Stuart. That one. So that's Alex one ahead of the crowd. Next question is, um, closest without going over, how much does a hamburger Happy Meal cost? I guess it doesn't matter at the time. Yeah, it's hour. closest without going over. Yeah. Ladies first, go ahead. Um, I'm going to say... Age before beauty. Three ninety nine, and Alex, your guess? Um, four dollars and one cent. Eh, eh, eh. You've both gone over. Ooh. New guesses. Two ninety nine. I'm going to guess three dollars and one cent. Meh. Both gone over. What? How really? much is a Happy Meal? Kids, this is what I'm saying. Wow. Okay, I looked I'm it up go... right before I right as I was asking this question. I'm going to so, go with one ninety nine. I'm going to go with two dollars and one cent. Two dollars and one cent gets it. It is two forty nine, according wow. to my Google. Two forty nine. Um, next question is: Hardee's is also called what? I think it was Alex. Carl's Jr. Well done. Alex they got to get in the game here. Too. They got a good breakfast burger there at Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's. Does KFC use real chicken meat? Yes. No. <laughs> it is yes. 
There was a rumor there for a while that it wasn't, so I had to look it up. Name three Wendy's value meal items. Damn it. In there first. Chicken nuggets, junior bacon cheeseburger, french fries. That was one. You got one in there, according to my list. Wait. Spicy chicken nuggets? Junior bacon cheeseburger. Junior bacon cheeseburger is the only one that's a value meal item. Okay, if you don't have chicken nuggets on your value meal, <laughs> you are a piece of shot. I'm sorry. I will look again. Here. Pause. They don't cut corners. I thought you were going to say frosty. Yeah, no. So you got junior bacon cheeseburger right there, Tim. Do you think you can beat that? I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shart. Um, you get to guess three things. I'm going to go with a junior bacon cheeseburger. I'm going to go with a frosty. No? Frosty's not on there? No frosty. Oh, all right. What one is more it? Guess. You have one more guess. Well, guess no, but I have to guess three, and I just... Guess two? Um... <laughs> Junior bacon. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so Valley Meal is listed as Junior Cheeseburger, Junior Cheeseburger Deluxe, Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, a double stack, a crispy chicken sandwich, crispy chicken BLT, grilled chicken wrap, and a Caesar or garden salad. Oh, all right. I don't know. I I, I would think a frosting and the chicken nuggets would be on there, too. I should have guessed it. Get it together, Wendy's. What's the score right now? Three to, well, three to moot because you tied for the first one. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so 3-0. Come on, Tim. Step it up. I guess Come I'm on, losing. bitch. Step Whoa. it up, bitch. Next question. Which Family Guy voice actor was in a Burger King commercial as a child? <laughs> I don't know any of their names. <laughs> yes. Seth MacFarlane? Nope. <laughs> That's the only actor. He's the only name I know. You know another. Oh, um. Alex? Mila Kunis? No. Okay, that's it. That's all I know. Yeah, same. Ah, Seth Green, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Seth, Seth Green. I did know Seth Green. You know Seth Green. Everyone forgets about Chris. Yeah, damn it. Just forget about Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and this is the final question. So you do not have a chance to catch up here, Tim. Uh, this one's for all the chips. What is the name of the big pur- purple guy from McDonald's? I heard Alex first. I believe it is. Who is Grimace? Yes. You didn't have to answer in the form of a question, but I appreciate <laughs> well, it. Well, it's my show. Like all right, game. you dominated the fast food, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Alex All Stewart. Right. I, always, um, I always do. Speaking of that, do we need to... Uh, work, uh, okay. And that was Shadowgories. <laughs> I hope that that is as funny as I think, I it, think is. it is. Gosh, I, after that last... Uh, that, that that game, I'm not sure if I'm hungry or if I need to go to the bathroom. Either way, something's, something's rumbling. Do you have any jumbles in your old bread basket? I want to get something to eat, for sure. I'm always hungry. I'm always down for some food. Some nosh? Some nosh. Some noms? Some nosh. All right, well, maybe we should head on over to the lobby and uh, get something to eat. Yeah, let's all go to the lobby. Yeah, this is the end of Act 1, which makes no difference because the episode is going to continue. You're not going to stop listening. Chances are. Chances good. I sure hope not. You're not going to want to miss this crazy food that we're trying. <laughs> this crazy I'm... food that is so wacky. <laughs> and we definitely know what it is. We for sure have something planned. Yeah, we're definitely not meeting a few days from now <laughs> to to do this segment because we are ill prepared to record today. <laughs> no, we were ready to record today. We just didn't have a food o- or we may or may not have a food <laughs> item scheduled. <laughs> It's going to be pretty weird and wacky, so stick around. So weird and wacky, we may or may not even know what it is yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. Let's all go to the lobby. 
Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Oh, it's so crowded out here. Uh, no, there's so many people and they all smell. What are you guys doing here? If you think about it, everybody smells. They don't all smell bad, but everybody has a smell. You oh, know? yeah, I can but smell. But when somebody stinks is when we say that they smell. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is kind of weird. Just a intermission thought for you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to challenge all of our listeners. When you smell somebody that smells good, <laughs> go up to them and say, Hey, you smell... <laughs> No, I was going to say, you wouldn't go up to somebody who smells good and be like, mmm, you're smelly. You would never do that. Ooh, you smell. Speaking of some of things that smell, um, what's our interesting food thing that we're going to try this intermission? Yeah, while Tim is recovering over there, we have... Um, this one sounded really stupid to me, but I would be lying if I said that I had never heard of it before. We named off the, the bizarre food combinations a couple weeks ago. I have a friend, uh, Yenna, who is... Uh, European, and she mentioned to me many years ago that she has had ice cream and soy sauce. Okay, so that's interesting. What, and and my immediate response was, "Oh, that's stupid." So we're going to be trying it today. We got some Briar's ice cream, we got soy sauce, and I have so, so, so. my chopsticks. Oh, you didn't Go. bring me mine. What do I got to do? Everything. Go get them. I don't think you were prepared. Work, you guys. Well, we're having soy sauce. You have to have. Isn't that the way that you do it? I don't even know how much soy sauce to put in. No, okay. we'll just use spoons. Should I just put it like to the side? And you put, like, I would do it in? like you would do a chocolate syrup. Oh, like, that right seems like that seems like a lot of soy sauce. Excessive. Man. I feel like maybe a couple. It didn't drops. say ice cream with a dash of soy sauce. It just said ice cream with soy sauce. It didn't. Right. It, it didn't say with a soy sauce. So drizzle equal parts, either. right? No. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I'm just gonna put it like here, and I'll let you move. Okay. You don't have. Yeah. There okay. You go. Yo, God damn, Jesus! He just put so much in here. Okay, you don't have to it eat all of it, Alex. Than I thought. Sorry. Jeez. Oh, cut him some slack. Okay. Okay. I want a lot. I want mine to be really savory. Oh, I'm. I'm not actually looking super forward to this. All right. Okay. Here we go. I'm just gonna try a little bit of soy sauce in mine. Oh, okay. mine's very saucy. Here we go. <laughs> well, damn. That that might be delicious. I actually don't mind this. It almost reminds me of like a root beer float taste. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> mm. I like this. <laughs> I is prefer vanilla ice cream just as is personally, but I, I can see the appeal of it. I definitely don't need the extra sodium, that's for sure. I think a very little bit of soy sauce. Mm-hmm. Yes, mine's a little soy sauce heavy. Yeah, Tim, yours definitely looks you like chocolate ice cream. You made a soup. <laughs> I wanted to really immerse my chocolate in it. I well, think you could just sprinkle it on top of your ice cream and that would work just a couple drops because it's like i was saying the other day it's kind of like when you have a sweet dessert that's got like sea salt in it or like salt in your chocolate milk yeah mm-hmm. or like yeah. um the potato chips in your ben and jerry's yes, yeah <laughs> as we all do all the time it's not, hey, it's not just you at all yeah everyone's had a bad day speaking of chips can i say that one time tim drunkenly ordered a package of 20 uh Five. Z- 25 Zap chips, a box of them on Amazon. He drunkenly ordered them. Um, I do not know what zap chips are. Can you please enlighten me? Okay, so finish eating, swallow. It's ice cream. 
It's ice cream. It's gone. Yeah, but we know, as our dad has proven, that ice cream can create a lot of mouth noises. I almost actually murdered Tim when I was listening to the last episode, or two, yeah, the last episode when Tim had the peanut butter, uh, the, what do we call it, the bully battle sandwich. Yeah. So, um, Zap Chips, it's a New Orleans-based chip company, and it's potato chips, kettle chip style, and they have really great flavors. They have, like, a Cajun flavor. Which kind of New Orleans? Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know what it tastes like. It just tastes Cajun. Tastes like Cajuns. And then tastes they like have a like a jalapeno person. chip, and they have a voodoo chip, Ooh. which is sort of like all dressed up. If you've ever had all dressed up flavored chips, no. It's uh, sort of like barbecue sauce mixed with salt and vinegar flavor. It's tangy. It's sweet. It's zesty. It's, it's voodoo-y. Yeah, I'll, we, uh, we still have some. You could try them. And yeah, additionally. Um, they have a barbecue ranch, which is ranch dressing mixed with barbecue sauce flavor. <laughs> they also have a we are. they also have a pickle chip flavor. Anyway, our favorite sandwich shop, Ike's, um, that that's the chip brand that they have that accompanies your sandwich. Yeah, and they they opened an Ike's in Sacramento. I bet it's just a matter of time before they open one in New York City. They've got it in San Francisco. They've got it all around. They're opening go- a London and a Hawaii location. Yeah. Get to New York, Ike's sandwiches, Mo- love and sandwiches. Almost half of our listeners are in Sacramento, so or around Sacramento in California. So if you are in the area, 16th and O. Um, all over bingo. The, they started in San Francisco. They're all over. It's great. Nice. And they have lots of okay, vegan well, okay. and uh, vegetarian options. We're getting away from the point here. <laughs> what I'm saying, like, okay, so this compared to the bully, ba- the battle of the bully sandwich, or bully battle sandwich, and peanut butter and pickle. I know that's kind of more savory, and this is a little more sweet, but it had some savory in it. So where does it rate on like the, the scale of those three? Where would you rate them? Like one top, one middle, one bottom. I could see this being very, very good if I have the right amount of soy sauce, which I honestly think is just a couple of drops. Just a little bit to make it a little bit salty on top yeah, of it. Yeah, but I really like it. I would I would probably give it a I'd give it a strong seven point five. Wow, okay, mm. great. What did you give the bullet battle of the bullies? I gave that an eight. Yeah, that was an eight. And you okay. were like more a six on But what about the, the pickles battle. and the peanut butter? Because he wanted you to rank them. Oh, I the didn't bottom. rate that. That would have been lowest. That would have been my third. So that would have that would have probably been a a five point five. Oh, interesting. So you're saying Bully Battle, um, soy ice cream, and then the very last at the bottom would be peanut butter. No no offense, Ringley. I don't, I don't agree with that. <laughs> so for mine's a little different. So I liked... Okay, I have to say I probably liked this one a little more than the Battle, battle of the Bullies. Mm. However, I think that adding the soy sauce doesn't do enough for me that it warrants all the extra sodium you're getting in your diet. Gotcha. So for that reason, I would have to rank it um, the top being the peanut butter and pickles because I legitimately liked that and legitimately eat it at least twice, maybe three times a week. He eats it. I I mean, I've seen him eat it. It's my breakfast. For breakfast almost every morning. If if you're a vegan, it's a really great breakfast. I I don't do the bread, though. I do uh, a rice cake with some peanut butter. English muffin. I've done that. I did that when we were in Sacramento. We were being a little more liberal with our grains. Um, and then next, I would put the uh, the ice cream with the soy sauce. So then in last place, I would have to put the flavor bully, which I did enjoy, but it's just too it's too much uh, bacon. I what think. if it hadn't been fried in bacon? Because we didn't have any butter, so we didn't. We I don't just know. Used I bacon. wouldn't be able to speak to that because I haven't tried it. 
happened well, to you? Oh, oh. Do you hear that sound? Uh, it is, it is, it is, it is. Okay, I'll see you guys in a second. Sorry. I'll back with you. Okay. Oh, I'm going to have to pee the peel. entire second oh, act. Should have peed. There's no late seating. <laughs> Great. Two is about to begin. You need to have a seat, please. Excuse me, sir. Sir. Everyone take their seats. Seat. Top of back two, please. Top Wait. of back two. Every- Everyone take their seats, please. This show is about to begin. That's oh. why the lights are dim. You know how you can't see? That means stop fucking talking and sit down. Turn off your phone. Hey, I was not able to go to the bathroom, but I was able to get a $16 uh, glass of Behringer wine in a souvenir cup. <laughs> yeah, somebody's shushing me. Don't shush me. Oh, oh, we're at the show has oh, actually... Okay. We're back. Has anybody noticed, by the way, that we're it's our show, yet we're sitting in the audience, apparently? So take your seats, please. <laughs> All right, so here's Act 2. So please take your seats. <laughs> we're well into Act 2, and we've been talking the whole time. I'm going to stop this now. All, All right, right, so uh, here we are back in the show, and it's, there's two people in the audience, three people in the audience who just won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> so. All right. Now, before we start this interview, there's there's just one thing that I've been really wanting to do. Everybody at this table right now, including our interviewee, loves junk food. And so I just want to get this clip here. Yeah. Oh, mine didn't do it. <laughs> already opened yours. Ah, that was me opening up a diet, Dr. Papa. <laughs> that sound doesn't help anybody. All right. So, oh, and I just screamed into the microphone. I'm super excited. Yeah, so I'm very, very thrilled here to welcome to the show one of my favorite human beings, Jackie Vanderbeck. <laughs> welcome, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited you're here. So, so we've known Jackie forever. I uh, have known Jackie since I was 12 years old. We <laughs> did a Christmas carol at Sacramento Theater Company together, and yeah. I fell in love. <laughs> Little 12-year-old Alex. <laughs> My little silly mouth. You've been listening to the show yes. for, for a while now. And yes. You, you've got some bones to pick with us. Um, yeah. Some things you want to bring up. Um, yeah, but we also want to have you talk about Sing for Your Seniors. Um, but before we get into all of that, can you just give us a little, a brief, just say a few words uh, about your education and some of the work you've done when you were living here in New York? Oh, sure. Uh, I grew up in Sacramento, as you know. Mm-hmm. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, I actually got my equity card at Sacramento Theater Company. Yes. Might have been even on that production, maybe. No way, really? Maybe. It might have. It's a great production. I love that version. We've talked about it on the show before. Yeah, it's the one I just did. Yeah, and, yeah. and you just did it, Jackie, at the Denver Center. Yes, yeah. So from, from Sacramento, I went on to the University of Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music. CCM, which Mr. Josh Breckenridge also went to. We interviewed him a little while ago. Lots of talented I people. I that. I actually, yeah, we were not there at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and from there, moved on to New York. Was in New York for 13 years. I did some theater here. I did some touring in Japan with the Tokyo Philharmonic, which was... Such an incredible experience. And then kind of went back and forth to California to some relationships that I had out there um, with theater companies like PCPA and worked there a couple times. And um, But primarily in New York, I also started my nonprofit organization. Yeah, so you were ba- you've, you had been based out of New York for, for a while. And early, pretty early on, I feel like, into your, your time here in New York, you started Sing for Your Seniors. You're now going on your 14th year, Yes. Right? 
Wow. So that's, that's impressive. And I, so I remember um, during Christmas Carol, after Christmas Carol closed, Jackie went back to New York, and I remember talking to her on AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> I still have an AOL like, email address. I noticed that today, actually, <laughs> when I checked my email. And, and um, Jackie it, it was kind enough to uh, chat with my annoying little 12 year old. <laughs> Self. And I remember you talking about this company, Sync for Your Seniors. And well, why don't you go ahead and just and just talk to us a little bit about it um, right now? Sure. Kind of how it got started and, and, and what it is. Yeah. Well, um, when I first moved to New York, um, I was trying to find a way to connect to my new home. And I also grew up very close with my grandparents. I had grandparents lived next door to me. I was very, very close mm. with my great grandmother. Mm. Um, so there was definitely after college when you're just immersed in your classwork and all and all of that. When you move to New York and you're like, oh, now I'm building my life. I really was very cognizant of what was missing, and there mm-hmm. was that generation gap and that that weight of having those people in my life on a regular basis Mm -hmm. that was paired with moving to New York and auditioning all the time and really only using my instrument, really only singing and telling stories when I was trying to get something, I'm trying to get a job Mm -hmm. and I started to fall out of love with it and it scared the crap out of me because this is something that I felt passionate about. This was an art form that had been so important my whole life and I wasn't feeling connected to it. So it was sort of the marriage of those two things in my life that, that drew me to seek out the opportunity to connect. And I didn't have money to give. I, I could give what I know. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I emailed a few, uh, senior centers and the village adult day senior center in the village wrote me back and I went down there and I, and I started just singing a cappella in their cafeteria for an hour every week. Wow. And I started to run out of songs eventually because yeah. a cappella for an hour is a lot of songs. Yeah, it is. Um, so I started inviting my friends to come. And at the time, my roommate was a pianist in the musical Chicago on oh, Broadway. Always very, very helpful to be close with a pianist <laughs> when you live in New York City. Like, <laughs> like, you saved my ass so many times. <laughs> Yeah. And I think I have a feeling you're about to give us a very good example of that. Well, I mean, he was game, so he joined me and really I I I feel that Sing for Your Seniors organically built itself for what it was needed for. The seniors in the room, we you know, we would put them in a semicircle. It was less of a performance and more of a community environment mm-hmm. where the singers would sit among them and we would be able to talk with them or um in between or it just had a very casual, family-oriented kind of feel about it. They taught me what they needed. They needed somebody to connect with. Mm-hmm. And so we used the music to do that. Yeah. If I can interject, I mean, so Tim Tim and I just did, we just participated in Sing for Your Seniors today. It's something that I, uh, when I go through my Facebook feed, I constantly I constantly see, oh, that friend is doing Sing for Your Seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, it's become quite it's a thing. It's grown and evolved. Yeah, it's really grown and evolved, yeah. Mm-hmm. How uh, often do you guys perform now? Um, we do about six a month. A lot of the people that we performed for today, after we sang all of our songs, we went through the the crowd of, of folks and um, thanked them, shook their hands, 
or not and whatever. And you had told us about this before we did that, that some of them might not be able to actually communicate. Some of them might not be able to talk anymore or English mm-hmm. isn't even their first language. Or... or they just have a hard time finding the words that they're trying to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and as I was doing that, one of the caretakers of, of the women that was watching today told me, you have no idea what, what this does for us. I have it recorded when she's having blue days, when she which are fairly often. I show her this. I record you guys singing and I record her watching and enjoying and swaying and clapping along and Mm -hmm. singing along. And she said, this is huge. I mean, you have no idea what kind of therapy this is and how helpful this is. Mm. It's nice for us as performers to be able to go there and and to sing and to, you never get to sing a full song in front of people, Mm -hmm. but it is huge for them to have somebody to not just watch, but like you said, interact with Mm -hmm. and, 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 and talk with and, and enjoy. I think it's interesting that a lot of young people, I think, they move to New York and they're just out of school and they try to find a creative outlet. I mean, we like we put together this show and stuff. You found something to do that that served your community just as much as it served your own like uh, need for a creative outlet. And that's so cool. Like, it's so rare that we when we perform, it's it's not for ourselves, even when we perform for like an audience in like a, a typical musical or a play, like we do it because we love it. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you're doing it for the audience, but it's not like, I mean, maybe it's just me being selfish, but I do it mostly <laughs> for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but today, I, I don't know. I guess I just became aware of the community in front of me. Mm-hmm rather than it just being an audience. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I don't think either of those things are wrong. I think you can do it for you, but also, like, but watch, you can look at what's happening. Like, look Mm. how this affects other people. And oftentimes when you're on stage and you're singing into the darkness, you don't see people's response to you. Right. You know, it's not a transaction. Right. You know? You're usually in character and you have to be, mm -hmm. like, in this bubble of the story and you're not thinking so much about the audience, mm-hmm. but what, like watching you and, and some of the other girls today, how, who've been doing it for mm-hmm. a while now, the way you go into the audience and like literally connect one-on-one with somebody, not in just a way that's like, take me to the moon, whatever, you know, uh, but like actually like talking with somebody and relating to them and, uh, connecting with them. It just, it's so different, but it, it just, it was so cool. I, I, I love watching other people do it and have that reaction and response too. And I'll tell you, I've had lots of people say, and even myself, how those interactions have informed and sometimes even opened up a song for them where they're like, oh my gosh, this makes sense this way. Or, you know, all the different tactics that you try to use with the music and with the song with that person in front of you, if I'm trying to get them to crack a smile, it might take me, it might, I might have to use the lyric in this way. No, that didn't work. What if I do it's this? Like, it's oh, like an that's working. Right. You know, yeah. it kind of is. Yeah. And so there, are, I've been able to explore songs in a way that now, even when I go into an audition room, I see their face, mm. you know, and I immediately, I feel. I don't have to conjure that stuff. Right. I, it's I've experienced it over and over again. Right. You know, so it's it's been amazing to see how it's affected people's work as as an artist um, sure. through that give back. So, sing for your seniors, like Tim said, it's grown and it's evolved quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I've I, I get emails and I see posts. You have received grants and didn't you receive a piano? 
Well, we have a piano placement project where we do get piano donations um, that we find homes for in senior centers around the city. So sometimes, yeah, so that's a part of our programming as well. So what is your ultimate goal for Sing for Your Seniors? Well, growth is a big part of it. Mm -hmm. The more artists that we get involved with the organization, the more facilities that we can go to. I would love to see this kind of work be integrated into conservatory programs Mm -hmm. where young artists can learn how we can be impactful with our work in other ways besides being hired to be in shows. Right. I do them both. I'm not knocking one or, you know, but, but, but let's open up and see as a culture how we can participate on the ground. Mm-hmm. Also, what's a part of that is making sure that underserved members of our community continue to be sewn into the fabric. Yeah. Right. And, and not forgotten about. Exactly. And so if the young artists at the conservatory level are learning that this is a part of their responsibility as artists in our world, I think that would be an incredible movement. Yeah. I, it's so, it is so easy, especially in New York, but in this industry to be consumed with being the best and the competition aspect of performing that we forget sometimes, I, I should say, I forget sometimes why I do it. Hmm. And the only reason is not just to serve myself and not just because it makes me happy, but also to do what you just described. When I'm that age, if I'm in a home or wherever I am, I certainly want that. I want. I, I would like somebody to come and, and, and do that. And I mean, it's it was, some of them, it was, it's what they look forward to, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of... Um... You know, we do show when we're in shows, there's always performances where they bust people in from these places. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those, a lot of people can't go. Mm-mm. Well, culturally, you know, our senior communities are, well, they're growing mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. baby boomers. And also when you think back in our history, like people didn't used to live as long as they did. Mm-hmm. And so now we're approaching this new epidemic where there's more people in these facilities there, people are living longer. Alzheimer's is becoming a much more predominant thing in our culture. We are not set up to serve those things in, in, in necessarily. And so, I don't know. That's why I think that if we can teach our young artists now that this is a community that we need to continue to embrace, it might shift that. And also just to bring awareness, but also to normalize aging yeah, in, yeah. in our culture that... You know, I go into dementia units where people don't use language. Language is not the number one way of communicating anymore. So what? Let's accept that everybody is going to communicate in a different way. Mm -hmm. So if language isn't your first way that we're going to connect, let me just meet your eyes. Mm -hmm. Let me meet your eyes. Let me smile and see if Mm -hmm. I can get a mirror from you. (laughs) She's making me smile right now. (laughs) But it's true. It's it's a mirroring. Yeah, even if it's just mirror my face, because when you smile, you automatically feel something, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's just, let's just explore that. Let's be open to that. Let's accept these different ways of connecting to each other. I, I think, um, especially nowadays in with the theater, unless you're talking about Broadway shows or, or major market shows, um, our grandparents and our grandparents' friends are the ones who are going and seeing a lot of shows. Mm. Mm. And they have a huge appreciation 
for what we do and it just needs they just need to be able to see it the ones who can't leave the ones who it's not accessible to absolutely we also have a program called the broadway sessions where we bring casts from broadway shows into these facilities so we um partner with the show and they bring in um several cast members and they sing very similarly like today where you bring songs from your own book and you sing the music that you love to sing but then the second half of the session is songs from that show Mm. that they do and we've had some i mean some really meaningful partnerships for us were um, bringing, being able to bring fun home to the Sage Center, which is the LGBT Senior Center of New York. Oh, wow. man. And, you know, Beth Malone, Judy Kuhn wow. were performing. I remember watching Judy Kuhn as Cosette in Les Mis. She, in let me tell you that she sang someone else's story for the Sage Center and if, and introduced it by saying that, this, you know, the song was written for her. When she came to work, they handed her this wow. song that they'd written for her to, to sing, and she sang it, and we're just crying. Of course. Um, you know, people from that show particularly were just so excited to come and give thanks to a community that literally forged the way for them to be able to do that show. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. give thanks. And that's another, when we go to the actor's home, we do two sessions at the actor's home. We do one in the dementia unit and one upstairs in the nursing home. And to me, you know, we're going back there with the language that they gave to us. What an yeah. honor. What an yeah. honor. It is. And, that. you know, for some of them who, you know, with dementia, they've lost language. You play the music and the language will come afterwards and they will start to mouth the words. They will start to sing along wow. when they don't know what their name is. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. And you're, you're right. It is an honor to be able to bring that back to them with gratitude. Yeah. And then you get to sit and talk to an original cast member from Oklahoma <laughs> right. or yeah. you're staring into somebody's eyes and they, they tell you, you know, don't give up. Yeah. Keep going. And you're just, it's just, it's powerful. And I feel sad that not everybody is experiencing this because I just want to be like, these people are here and they still have so much to give. Yeah, they want to give to you. Right. They want to tell you their their story. They want their story to go on. They want to connect. You know, mm-hmm. we just, we need to continue to show up for them. But it's fun too. And I think it's also important because we have... We have artists that just moved to the city. We have artists who just graduated from conservatory. We have artists that are on their third Broadway show. And we have, you know, artists who are primarily dancers and they're kind of trying to get more comfortable. Mm -hmm. We Mm have, you know, we have union artists. We have non-union artists. We have, you know, we have artists that are primarily TV actors, but always love to sing, you know, like all these people. And I love it when they can all be together and you can see I just want to be like, see, there's no difference between you and this person. Yeah. Like yeah. this person might be on their third Broadway show and you might have just moved here, but you guys just joined together in in a creative outlet and sang. And when you can see that and feel that and it sort of takes away, I think, that pressure and that stigma that for some reason you're better than me and that's why this happened to you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, actually we're all we're all artists here and we're all yeah. doing this together and and it's a community. It's so I true. think that is is also it's a non like you were saying, it's a non competitive environment where artists can do what they love 
for people who are so grateful and and for them to be able to give back and then connect with their community. Right. right. And it's celebratory. Like, I feel like it's a celebration of this thing that we love, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, when I, when we're, well, I, not as much anymore, but in the beginning when I was having to do so many songs, I was just new songs, bringing them. I used to announce when I would have a new song, I was like, okay, everybody, this is my first time on this yeah, song. Yeah. So what do we do if I mess up? And they go, we clap anyways. <laughs> and that was like the joke. And they loved being in on it. Yeah. They loved it that there was no fourth wall. You, you know, like it's granddaughter. Yeah. Or it's I'm just sure. like, it and so if them. I messed up, it would be like, oh, and they'd let, you know, and I'd start over, I'd stop or I'd pick back up again. And they love being a part of that. They yeah. love seeing the yeah. process. Yeah. Like what fun. Absolutely. To be a part of that. Yeah. Real quick. Jackie went to our high school for your senior year, right? Um, no, no, no. Oh. I was the first graduating class of the Natomas Performing Arts Natomas Charter, Charter School. School Performing Arts Academy. I was the first graduating class. I did junior and senior year. Oh, then. that's great. We yeah. have some of some of the students listen to this show now. Yeah. So. Oh, awesome. So you're, you're hearing some of the, the people, your four fathers and mothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Sorry, Alex. Oh, go God. ahead. <laughs> think about all the things I've said. <laughs> um... I have had a series of, as a child, I've had a series of older women that I've done shows with. I've kept in touch with, uh, like Chrissy Whitehead, who did uh, ended up doing oh yeah, Chorus Line on Broadway and uh, Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Um, and and there was Jackie and uh, Buffy. And there were like a bunch of women, but Jackie Jackie is is still one of my be- best friends. I mean, that's so great. But anyway, I didn't cry today. No, I was so but proud. But this isn't you the first time. <laughs> This isn't the first time you sang in front of her since then. Um, because you guys did Oklahoma, right? Yeah, but yeah, but I was dream curly. Oh, yeah. So maybe during mic check, he had to go up and sing maybe a little bit. I did go up during mic check and sing a little bit, and then one time we were about to go on the bus to go over to the theater, and she goes, "Hey, I want to talk to you for a second. Okay, I don't know why you have this idea that you can't sing or what's happened to you." But you're a singer, and you can sing. <laughs> and she was like, kind of really stern about it, and almost like mad. <laughs> well, she had to be stern. You're, yeah. you're acting a fool. How do actors like ourselves, if they don't know you, get involved with Sing for Your Seniors? Go to our website at singforyourseniors.org, and um, there is an application that you can fill out. Um, you can put. Um, the Brothers Stew as your reference, <laughs> yeah. if you'd like. Mention the um, Brothers Stew and... And Painful and, Price. Painful yeah. Price. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, and you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram if you want to. And also, you know, if you want to just come and watch one first, that's always an option. I think you did. did yeah. mm-hmm. If you just want to come get a feel for it, okay, now I think, yes, this is what, you know, that we're, that you're totally welcome to do that. Yeah, so, it's yeah. it's pretty... It's pretty low stakes. It's less stressful than you think it's going to (laughs) be, fam. But, But yeah, I don't want to also, I mean, these environments, and we serve very, we we serve a lot of different communities. Um, Some of our environments are less intense than others. And so, you know, that's also something that when you come on that I take into consideration. Sure. Like, I'm your first session, I'm not going to send you to our our most advanced dementia unit to handle what that is that's something you want to grow into and then you know because for some people this environment is new and they don't you know they're not quite sure how to connect but i assure you that once you get in there you realize what you're 
we're all human and those mm-hmm. instincts are so natural yeah. and it really it's just is. going yeah and it's just a matter of showing up if you guys are are nervous about it or hesitant i i tell you what just just go for it just give it a try it's it's just i think you said before it really refills your cup mm-hmm. yeah so it's going to yeah. really refrost your cake refill your <laughs> cup you know cuz you give so like it's it, going to really remilk your cereal yeah, do we yeah. want to just keep going on yeah, this yeah 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 retoast your bread bread <laughs> Reheat your egg rolls in a way you. that's going to keep them crispy yeah. and not get kind of chewy. It'll and it'll recheese your nachos. It'll reheat your pizza, but not in a way that makes you the cheese rubbery. Right. It's going to rechocolate your milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should we should get into the questions. Oh. Well, do you have a favorite restaurant in New York? Okay. Well, you know how I feel about favorites, but I'm going to tell you this: Milk Flour in Astoria has the best pizza. And when you go there, you need to order the Van Dammer pizza. I don't know why it's called that. <laughs> it sounds like a hippy dippy la la place where it'd be all. It's like a vegan little. Stuff. And it's called the Van. The Van Dammer. It yeah. is a pizza. Now this is very un Jackie like okay. for anybody mm-hmm. who knows me, but it has Brussels sprouts on mm. it. Truffle oil oh, and truffle a cracked oil. egg in the middle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it is the... So normally when I fly into New York, I get it in the evenings. And uh-huh. I get in a cab and I go straight to milk flour. And that's the first <laughs> thing that I eat. That is traditionally what I do. That's so fun. I don't eat water food. And people are always like, oh, wow. Like, is that because you're... And I was like, mm, it's because I have the taste buds of a 10-year-old and I prefer cheeseburgers and <laughs> what's, pizza. What's Chicken water sticks? food? Anything that comes out of the water. Oh, fish. Fish. Oh, oh Octopus. Cool. Gotcha. Anything. Cra- crabs. So like a sushi person? Like sushi. Any, anything that comes out of the water. That's why I just say water food because people are like... Cause people do what you just did. They're like, oh, you mean... So you don't eat sushi? I'm like, yes, it comes out of the water. None of it. Yeah. None, None of the it. water food. No lobsters. No nothing. No nothing lions, out of the water. No it shark don't. fin soup. Mm-hmm. What is your most embarrassing on stage moment? Um, my most embarrassing on stage experience was... Um, my first job out of college, I did a production of Guys and Dolls up in the Poconos. Oh. And like most theatrical experiences now, the, the orchestra was canned, not live. Right. Pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. On tape. And <laughs> so during the scene in which um, Sky Masterson comes to... Were you Sarah Brown? I was Sarah Brown. Sarah's brown eye. <laughs> <laughs> just one. Just everybody has one brown eye, Jackie. Mm, I have two brown eyes. You have three. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, um the song the they didn't push play. So oh. I went Sleeping so on the job. there's like a bell tone right before she launches into mm-hmm. it. For I imagine the um no bell tone. I'm standing there. I'm looking at Sky Masterson like, oh. how long can I wait? What do I do if this doesn't go on? Right. I'm like, I kind of look out to the audience. The stage manager is somewhere in the dark. I'm getting no like flashlight or oh, I don't know what God. even I'm looking yeah. for. Um, so nothing. So anyways, I just started singing it. So I oh. sang the whole thing a cappella. 
And then, as you know, Sky Masterson comes in and is supposed to sing his version, uh-huh. which is also like in a different key, I think, right. even. And then Perfect. we come in together at the end to sing um, it as a duet. Anyways, mm-hmm. it was kind mm-hmm. of a big, huge train wreck. Oh, but but, the, but the, it's such a long piece. Once you've not hit play at the beginning, you it's can't. a train you can't get off right. or you can't start in the middle. Right. There's right. no way for that track to have been Picked up again. Anyway, so it never did. And the only it picked back up at the reprise. After I slap him, he leaves and then she picks up the this the note out of the trash can or and something. Then bell tone. And then <laughs> And there it is. Can you imagine the wrong track? Not the reprise the <laughs> <laughs> Just another yeah. So that oh, that was no. my most just like sweating bullets. Like oh, horrible, God. horrible night like nightmare yeah, scenario. That's, that's- so, final question: Who do you know in the prom? I know nobody in the prom. Yes, damn it, we are not alone. <laughs> I know nobody. Yeah, that's actually a good thing. So, you actually don't know anybody in the prom? No, but I hope to see it. That's great. Same. I hear good things. Yeah, yeah. I hope to too. I'm just glad to know that we're not alone. Yeah, Every, yeah I feel like everybody knows somebody yeah. except us. So, us three. <laughs> well, I think that we should probably wrap this up because this we got a lot of material here and it's going to be tough to edit as it is, but it, that's just because you're so amazing and I could talk to you forever. So You're so talk toable. Um so <laughs> we talked about uh, sing for your sing sing for your seniors how people can get involved with that. It's singforyourseniors.org. Mm-hmm. All the information that they need to get uh, involved with that is on there and do you want to plug any of your social no, media? No, we can Oh, no, yeah, just sing for it. your seniors. Do it. Great. Plug it. Well, plug it in, girl. Well, you can find Sing for Your Seniors. Go, go, go. On <laughs> Sing for Your Seniors. What we're gonna, um, singforyourseniors.org and on Instagram as Sing for Your Seniors and on Twitter as Sing for Your Seniors. So it's oh, pretty, you know, it's all straightforward. And your Snapchat? Um, no, no, negative. No, no. That's no. I'm, We don't do that. Mm-mm. No. All right. Well, Jackie, I love you to pieces. And I love you. Thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. My happiness. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Bye. 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 Oh, well, that was fun. I love me some Jackie Vanderbeck, some Jackie V. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, it's the 90s. Yeah, that's totally, that's this episode. Hey, it's the 90s. Speaking of which, you know, the 90s, let's get into final thoughts. Um, My final thought is that uh, I was not happy a couple weeks ago at the thought of soy sauce and ice cream. And I want to just put myself out there and lay it all out and say I was wrong. I was judgmental. I was harsh. My words were harsh. I was offended. Yeah. And... It being the 90s, I feel like I should have had a little more progressive um, approach and an open mind to the mm-hmm. whole thing. So I'm going to say we've got these food suggestions that we're doing. Or not suggestions, but we're trying these foods. Check them out. Listen to the foods that we're uh, we're talking about and, and try it. And send in, yeah, try it. And also send in your ideas. Oh, yeah. And I don't mean sit there and be a mean kid with a magnifying like glass. Dog food and, and shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. I eat hot dogs and dog shit. Yeah, because guess what? We're not stupid and we're not going to fall for that, okay? Thank you for bleeping yourself. <laughs> You're welcome. I didn't bleep myself. That's <laughs> shit. What's your final thought, Tim? My final thought is... Um, 
My final thought is actually twofold. One, I would like to agree with Alex and try the things that we try. Also send your tries in. My other final thought um, is to check out these satisfying videos on YouTube. We have one on right now. We'll never do it again. Not because it's not great, but because it's too great. It's so satisfying watching these videos that it's almost... We could have been talking for two hours right now. Distracting. I can't focus on the show because I'm busy watching this machine-cut cheesecake. The specific... perfect, perfect slices. <laughs> so the video you need to check out specifically is most satisfying videos in the world ever compilation on do, YouTube. Do not watch it while you're listening to this podcast. because like will not... doing homework or like eating your kid or any like nothing, is, nothing important yeah. yeah it's so soothing anyway it's just texturally and emotionally very it's great it's inertia the inertia of the, i don't know yeah we can't have this on anymore ringler what's your final thought uh final thoughts uh gyms are pretty crowded after the normal work day uh so i would say go before or after. they clear up around nine and they're pretty free around the two o'clock they really are, and Mondays and Tuesdays always the busiest because everybody's working off what they've put on over the weekend. Everybody's working off the weekend. Well done. Thank you, Thank you for that. that one. Thank I will you. also say Saturday morning is super busy too, and everyone gets mad at me for jumping roping on the gym. Friday what? night at eight p.m. They can huff your busy. shorts then because the perfect place to jump rope is the gym. I so agree. they can huff your shorts. Well, and it's, also it's because my uh, my super kicked me out of our uh, our building lobby. I don't know why. Out of the building lobby? That's a good place to jump rope. I didn't think Actually, it is. Yeah, there's a lot of space down there. I want to talk to our super about people fucking stealing packages out of the lobby. So uh, don't jump rope in your lobby, folks. You'll get in trouble. And don't go to the gym at, uh, right after your normal business you couldn't jump rope in the lobby because it was quote-unquote too loud. Okay, well, I have some very strong opinions on that that we can't get As into right now. Uh, thank you. So we want to give a big thank you to Mr. Mark Ferreira. I got to chat with him on the phone last night about some exciting news that we cannot disclose yet about the podcast because we're just figuring things out. But uh, I... What is it? <laughs> shut up. We uh, thank him. Mark, we thank you so much for your support and helping us get this podcast started. Um, the support that we've gotten from everybody has been huge, and we are so thrilled that it has taken off the way that it has. And that wouldn't be possible without Mr. Mark Ferreira. Come on, Ferreira. Um, and of course, a big thank you to Ellen we love Ellen DeGeneres and all the things that she does and stands for. And we've talked about her new special on Netflix, right? Yes, we have. We have. It's called Relatable. And if you haven't checked it out yet, you need to give it a hand. Yeah, super duper funny. Hey, you can find us on Instagram at Nobody's in NY. We make fun posts. We post on the Instagram story. Please follow us on Facebook. Uh, if you want to f- find us on Facebook, it's <laughs> just type in Nobody's in New York. He was uh, definitely distracted by the video. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like, at the fucking video the again. Snakes, the, the fire snakes are happening. Um, honestly, Instagram is the best way to get a hold of us. But if you want to try to book us for a live event or something like that, um, <laughs> Woo! you can go through Nobody's in New York podcast. That's N-O-B-O-D-I-E-S-I-N-N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Did I do that right? Yeah, you did. I think so. So that's okay. Nobody's in NY podcast, not Nobody's in New York. So yes, Nobody's correct. in NY podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and we have uh, a live show we're developing now that's going to be really fantastic. Here. We are, we, we are going to be going live soon. We're waiting for our, 
our Apple TV to get in so that we can do that. Also want to say my final final thought, tune in next week when I tell my fucking amazing Jeff Daniels and Dickel Mockingbird story and also my encounter with Celia Keenan Bolger. Oh yeah. Alright, this has been the Nobody's in New York podcast. He's my brother, not my boyfriend. <laughs> I like that you said that like a nineties TV star, like like a nineties Nickelodeon show. It's tough to figure out a different way to say it every time. It doesn't have to be different every time. No, it's it's the nineties. Hey. All together now. Hey. hey it's, it's the nineties. That's good. That ended well. <laughs>